Hey, this is Andrea Aswahi. And I'm Yasmin Amr. We just wrapped up our latest season of Kind World, which was our first season producing it. And we want to thank you for listening. And we had so much fun producing it that we now want to share a bonus episode of Kind World. It's from our friends at WBUR and NPR's Only a Game. And it was one of our favorite stories from this season because, of course, it's all about kindness and that's what we're about. This story centers around Charles Barkley. You may have heard of him. This sounds familiar. Yeah, he is the NBA 11-time All-Star who's now a sports analyst on TNT. Barkley grew up in rural Alabama with a single mom. And when she passed away in June 2015, practically all of Barkley's hometown came to the funeral to pay their respects. Yes, but there was also an unexpected guest there. Here's reporter Shirley Wong. Charles Barkley's friends couldn't quite place this mystery guest. He wasn't a basketball player, he wasn't a sports figure, and he wasn't from Barkley's hometown. Here's what I can tell you about him. He wore striped red polo shirts, tucked into khaki shorts, and got really excited about two-for-one deals. He was a commuter. He worked as a cat litter scientist in Muscatine, Iowa. In short, he was everyone's suburban dad. More specifically, he was my dad. You know, it was obviously a very difficult time. That's Charles Barkley. And the next thing I know, he shows up. Everybody's like, who's the Asian dude over there? Oh. And I just, I, I just started laughing. I said, that's my boy, Lynn. They're like, how do you know him? I said, it's a long story. A long story that started four years ago. He has a big personality. That's my dad, Lynn Wong. I actually recorded this interview with him in 2017. He told me he knew about Charles Barkley long before he met him. Well, yeah, he's a you know, top 50 player in, in the history of the NBA. For many years, he was the number two guy right after Michael Jordan. Whenever we attended dinner parties, my dad would talk about his friend Charles Barkley. The first time my dad told the story, I didn't pretend to know who this person was. Basketball has never been my thing. Like a good millennial, I googled Charles Barkley. He seemed pretty famous, and definitely not like anyone who would be friends with my dad. About two years ago, I asked my dad if I could see their texts. They were mostly messages from my dad that ended with an excessive number of exclamation points. In one of the texts, in which my dad calls Barkley brother, my dad wrote, Brother, you are so popular! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Watching your Capital One commercials in March Madness every year is almost like eating turkeys in Thanksgiving! Exclamation point, exclamation point. It has become a must-do thing in March. Exclamation point. Good for you. Exclamation point, exclamation point. I told my dad the conversation seemed pretty one-sided and handed the phone back. As I talked about the relationship with more and more people, I began to think that either my dad was one of the luckiest basketball fans ever, or this whole thing was an elaborate joke, a dinner for schmucks type situation. But no. The friendship was real. <laughs> it was like one of the most random things. Yeah, I was on business trip and stayed in one of the hotels and was working in the lobby and I, I saw Charles Barkley. I was in Sacramento speaking at a, uh, a charity event. So I just went to say hi and want to take a picture with him. I was just sitting at the bar and me and your dad were the only two people in there. And we just sit down and started talking. <laughs> He's a super nice guy. And before we knew it, we looked at each other like, yo, man, I'm hungry. 
And we said, well, let's go to dinner. It turned into a two-hour dinner. And then we actually went back to the bar, just sit there and talk for another couple hours. And the rest is history. My dad and Barkley saw each other again in the bar the next night. And the night after that, at the end of the third night... You know, certainly I, I told him I had a good time talking with him. I not with him. He, he said the same thing to me. And he left the phone number. He said, whenever you're in Atlanta, New York City, or Phoenix, check out with me. If I'm in town, we'll hang out, have a good time. Over the next few years, whenever my dad was in those cities, he would text Barkley, and they would hang out. I mean, it's just a fun time. I mean, like, when he came to Atlanta and came to the show and things, you know, my friends Shaq, Ernie, Kennedy, they enjoyed just meeting them. They got dinner together. I think I had a Thai basil noodle. It was pretty good. I had it right inside the office. Spent time on the set of Inside the NBA. He likes to clean. There's several big can of cleaning webs right on his desk. Every time he sit down, he cleans his desk. Watched basketball games. And Iowa lost to Maryland that day. I'm pretty sure they did some partying too, but that I don't know much about. Your dad is one of the happiest people I've ever met in my life. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I'm not just saying it. I mean, think about it. It was just, it's fun to be with your friends. You mm-hmm. know, because like, uh, you know, like I don't have that many friends that I want to be around. To be honest with you, I mean, you know, you know a lot of people, but when you go spend time with your friends, it's a whole different animal. Back home, my dad's coworkers would tease him about Barkley and ask him about the story all the time. My dad didn't mind that they didn't believe him. He even made a slideshow of photos of him and Barkley together for our community's Chinese New Year celebration. Totally irrelevant to the holiday. Why do you think, like, out of all the people that he's interacted with, that you became friends with him? Like, what is, what is it about you and him? that made that last? I think we had a good conversation. We agree with each other a lot of point of views. You know, he grew up in, in the 70s in Alabama. His father left him and his mother when he was little. He grew up with grandma and mother, and the grandma and mother cleaned up house for somebody else to make a living. Tough life for him. But you know, he's well-respected professionally. You know, that's his story. My dad moved to Iowa from China in the 90s. He felt that Barkley and him had similar experiences. So to me, as an as a, as a Asian in the U.S., I felt as long as I do a good job, people will respect me. Barkley and my dad both worked hard. So hard, they believed that the color of their skin didn't matter. In Chinese, we'd say that dad sometimes would hu shu ba dao. That meant that sometimes he was known for spewing rubbish. I know that basketball fans might say Barkley often does the same. Remembering the mother of Charles Barkley. Today, folks in Leeds said goodbye to Charcy Glenn. She died at her home this week. When my dad heard on the news that Barkley's mother had passed away, my dad looked up the funeral details, hopped on a plane to Lids, Alabama. It ain't easy to get to those places. I'm from a very small town. And my dad showed up for his friend. Afterwards, he went to dinner with Barkley and his family. For your dad to take the time to 
come to the funeral meant a great deal to me. Then, in May 2016, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. He had tumors in his heart. I took that fall off from school. My dad and I watched mobster movies together, action movies, kung fu movies. When the credits rolled, we'd flip to a basketball game, just me and him, watching a lot of TV in our living room. Days passed by. Whale of a playoff game in Oklahoma City tonight, and the Thunder even the series in the Western Conference semis with San Antonio. Then months. From the set of Saturday Night Live in New York City, it's Inside the NBA. Hello, hello, with Charles Barkley. Then it was two years. And he never told you that he was sick, correct? No, because I called him and got mad at him when I found out. <laughs> uh, I was like, dude, you, this dude, we're friends. You can tell me. You're not bothering me. You know me well enough. If you were bothering me, I would tell you you were bothering me. What Barkley didn't know was that my dad watched him almost every night on TNT. And while he rested and healed, my dad was laughing along with Barkley. He kept my dad company. I think the Cavs bench is underrated. June 2018, NBA Finals. Golden State Warriors versus Cleveland Cavaliers. My dad was staying in palliative care at the hospital. He loved the Warriors. I visited and read him sports highlights. He didn't get to watch J.R. Smith's late mistake in Game One live when Smith forgot the score. I tried to get him to laugh about Smith dribbling away from the hoop because he thought his team was ahead. But it was a Sunday afternoon, and my dad was tired. The summer light filled his room. Then the day faded, and dusk began to enter. After it was all over, I went through my dad's phone and texted all his friends. I wrote, "Hi, this is Shirley. My dad just passed away." The funeral was the day after the NBA Finals. My dad's favorite team, the Golden State Warriors, had won the night before. The funeral was set near the outskirts of Iowa City in a house by the woods. I was talking to my childhood friend when she suddenly looked stunned. I turned to look behind me, and standing there, drenched in sweat from the Iowa summer, towering over everyone in the room at six feet six inches tall, was Charles Barkley. I had not met anybody in your family. I didn't know anybody there. <laughs> But we all knew you. Everyone watched. Astonished as this man, this man we only knew from TV, this worldwide celebrity walked down the aisle, looked at us, and sighed. Later, after it all, I texted Barkley and asked him, "Why my dad? Why did he matter so much to you?" And recently, I called him up and asked, "What did you even have to talk about?" Well, I think. Well, first of all, clearly he's a, he he was a fan, right? Big time. Uh, but I think the main thing we talked about was you and your brother. Um, what did you guys talk about? What did he say? And um... well, I think it was more that he was proud. And we, because I got a daughter too. I'm just really, really proud of her because I think she's a good person. And your dad was so proud of you and your brother. And we just talked about because that's listen. As an adult, and you too young to understand this now. And all you want is your kids to be happy. That's what you work for to give your kids everything in life. 
The more Charles Barkley and I talked, I realized just how close he and my dad were. Barkley knew so much about me and my life, even though this is the first time he and I had ever talked. It gives me great memories and great joy to know that, uh, that I was a friend of his. Just hearing about him at the funeral, what he had accomplished uh, and what he was trying to help other people accomplish just made me even, I, I wish he bragged more about, I wish he bragged more about himself. So let me get this straight. You were impressed by him. Oh, uh, yeah. At the funeral, people shared memories of my dad and made me realize that, for example, he was not just a cat litter chemist, but an industry-changing scientist with a PhD, and not just an immigrant, but someone who reached out to Chinese newcomers, and not just a thoughtful guy, but someone people trusted for advice. I realized that even after he passed away, I would continue to learn things about my dad. Hey, listen, you stay in touch. Please tell your mom I said hello, give her a big kiss. Tell your brother I said hello. And listen, just keep doing you. It's your time now. Don't forget that. Yeah. Okay. That's the most important thing. Your dad prepared you to take care of yourself. Yeah. He prepared you for that. Right. I was blessed to know him and and know you too. Thank you for your time. You're welcome, baby. You take it easy here. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I know how much his friendship with Charles Barkley meant to my dad. It was not just a relationship with a celebrity. It shed light on the possibilities of this world. A world where someone like him could just say something cool, something charming, and befriend someone like Charles Barkley. I'm so glad that now I get to share my dad's number one dinner party story. That was reporter Shirley Wong for WBUR and NPR's Only a Game. I'm Yasmin Ammer. And I'm Andrea Aswahi. And we're the producers of WBUR's Kind World. As we create the next season of Kind World, we really need your help. Send us your stories about the profound acts of kindness that have changed your life. Email us at kindworld at wbur.org. Your story could be the next episode of Kind World. And you can listen to all our stories of kindness at wbur.org slash kindworld. And say hello to us on Facebook and Twitter at WBUR Kind World. We'll have more stories of kindness coming this year.